it is the ultimate autumnal mentally ill album in, my, in the opinion of this mentally ill gal. And welcome back to the Hard Feelings Podcast. This is, of course, my mental health podcast where I talk about things like anxiety and depression, aka hard feelings. And today we are talking about another hard feeling, a very uncomfortable emotion that I am grappling with, and that is guilt. So guilt is an emotion that I have felt many, many times throughout my life, and I would say it was only justified maybe about 1% of the time. But like all emotions, guilt has its gifts. You know, we've talked about in past episodes how other uncomfortable emotions I'm grappling with are anger, stupidity, and those emotions have their gifts. So guilt must have its gifts too, right? I think I figured a couple of them out, but guilt also has a lot of inconveniences. Guilt seems to come at the most inconvenient of times, and it just absolutely tears you up inside. I feel like of all of the uncomfy emotions or hard feelings that I feel, guilt is the one that has the biggest physical toll on me. If I feel guilty about something, my stomach feels like it's doing backflips. I get sick to my stomach, I feel physically ill, and I don't think I have all the answers on how to grapple with it. It's definitely something I'm still dealing with, still struggling to see the gifts in, but I think the more we accept our emotions, as I always say on this podcast, the more we accept and allow our emotions to flow through us, the less control they have over us. Because if we just try to push them down and be like, no, 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 it's fine, I don't feel guilty. I know I shouldn't feel guilty, so I'm just gonna push it down. That's not gonna help us, right? It's just gonna make us feel worse. That guilt is just gonna build up. It's gonna fester in your belly and make you feel sick. And I don't want you to feel sick and I don't wanna feel sick, so I hope that you wanna hear me talk about guilt today because that's what we're talking about on the Heart Feelings Podcast. So like I said, I felt guilt at many times throughout my life, you know, from being a child, teenager, young adult, current adult, I'm still a young adult, okay? But anyways, I wanna talk about the guilt that is constantly looming over me, and that is existential guilt. At least that's what I'm calling it. So basically, that's the guilt surrounding not doing things the way they've always been done. Not doing things the way your parents did them or the way people you look up to did them and it just kind of leaves this icky feeling in you and it's just this general lingering existential guilt that exists within you all the time because like I said you're not doing things the way people you look up to did things so that must be wrong right that must not be the right way to do it so you should feel guilty for doing it the wrong way those of you who are listening I'm putting air quotes around wrong because I don't really think it's wrong so I was talking to a friend recently who is all also a creator and she was asking me how come you don't film any vlog style videos or like day in the life videos you know morning routine etc and I told her I was like honestly it's because I feel guilty about the amount of time I spend on myself the amount of time that is not productive the amount of time I spend on things that have nothing to do with my business or things that make me money and purely have to do with self-care 
and taking care of myself. I feel shame for that. I feel guilt for that. I'm afraid that if I make a video showing you my like three hour morning routine, then people are going to be angry at me and they're gonna shame me and they're gonna say, yes, you should feel guilty for having all of this unproductive time in your day. This is not how your day should run. This is not how the people you look up to run their days, you know? I think if you think of, you know, the boomer generation in general, Gen X, boomers, etc. They were taught to grow up, go to school, get a job, get a nine to five job, you know, even if it's not nine to five, get a job that works 40 hours a week and you go to an office or you go to a factory or you go to your place of business, do your work, come home and then have your personal life. And that's just the way things were. But in 2023, things are a little different. Things are different post pandemic lifestyle. A lot of us are working from home. I have the absolute privilege of working for myself, which has always been my dream. So I need to constantly remind myself I'm living the dream. I'm so, so, so grateful. But yeah, not all of our work days look like what our parents or our grandparents' work days look like. And that's okay. That's okay. Telling myself in the mirror because this is what I need to hear because even though I know logically it is okay that my workday is different than other people's workdays, I still feel guilty about that. I still feel shame. I still feel like I must be lazy because I don't sit at a desk for eight hours a day working nonstop on business stuff. But just because I don't have a workday that looks like everybody else's, just because I have time that I prioritize myself throughout the day, just because I give myself breaks throughout the day, because I go for walks, because I make myself breakfast, because I listen to music, I take time to do my skincare routine, I dance in the morning, just because I do all of those things doesn't mean I'm a lazy person. And lazy is another emotion that I really struggle with or a trait that I really struggle with and I feel like lazy and guilty tend to go hand in hand because if you can get to the point where you allow yourself to be lazy you then feel guilty for it at least if you're me let me not project that onto you okay when I allow myself to actually be lazy and do nothing which is very rare for me I feel so incredibly guilty about it. I did that this past Sunday. My boyfriend was working. I didn't have any work to do and I just laid in bed and watched Gilmore Girls and it felt so, so good. And then the guilt started to creep in. I, I got a good like hour there where I was just sitting, relaxing. I was like, this feels so nice. It feels so rejuvenating. I was all cozy. I snuggled up in bed and I was watching my favorite show. And then the guilt started to creep in and that voice in the back of my head saying, you're not doing enough. You should be working harder than this. Even though it's not a work day, even though like I have nothing due, my brain was like, why aren't you cleaning the house? You have free time. You should be using that to clean the house. You should be using that to cook. You should be using that to get ready for the work week. You should be preparing things. Like there's just this shame voice in the back of my head that tells me I should feel horrible if I am not being productive. I feel like guilt, laziness, and productivity are all just in a Venn diagram of each other. If you allow yourself to be lazy, you feel guilty about it and then force yourself to be productive. That's like the, that's the escalation of things, at least for me. And I think I feel extra guilty about not having a conventional nine to five job because just a few years ago, I did. I was a general manager and I often worked more than 40 hours a week. I usually worked 50 hours a week on average and I was on call 24 seven because when you're a manager, you don't get to just clock out and go enjoy the rest of your day. You have to be thinking about work constantly 
constantly and even when I wasn't on call actively doing work stuff I was thinking about work stuff and it's like my brain never shut off only when I slept would my brain shut off and I would sleep all the time I would come home from work take a nap get up eat dinner and then go back to bed because I was exhausted and now I like I said earlier I'm living the dream I'm working for myself I'm making my own hours it is amazing and I feel so freaking guilty about it because I I know what it's like to be on the other side of that you know I don't think everyone's miserable in a nine-to-five I did not mean for this episode to be me just like bashing a classic nine-to-five job because I do know a lot of people who have a classic nine-to-five who are in an industry that they are so passionate about that it doesn't feel like work to them. But I think there's also a lot of people in our parents' generation who take a job because it pays well and because it has good benefits and they're okay with the type of work they're doing, but they're more so just tolerating it because they were taught that you don't have to love your job, you just have to have a job because you have to make money and you have to provide for your family. And for me, it just felt like it was tearing me apart from the inside out. Every single day I went to a job that I hated. I didn't even have a job that I liked. I had a job that I liked when I started and then just began to actively hate the more and more responsibility I had to take on. So yeah, I think it's all just this contrast of like being on both sides of the situation, having no free time, whatsoever having no control over my own schedule being real being on call 24 7 like i said to now being off call 24 7 being able to make my own hours you know sometimes i do still have deadlines but it's a lot more of a relaxed schedule and on the day to day i usually get to make my own schedule and i feel so freaking guilty about it and i don't want to because what's the middle ground between these two things right having a nine to five job that you absolutely hate being self-employed and having a job that you absolutely love with lots of free time. Do I even wanna be in the middle? I need to not feel guilty about not being there. I need to just feel grateful for where I'm at. But I think for everyone, you know, the goal in the meantime should just be to try to find a job that you at least like and have some free time with. I know it's easier said than done. And again, this podcast is not supposed to be about how to get a job that doesn't make you miserable. But do you see how often in these episodes we come back to career-focused things? I think that's such a, a generational thing. Like I mentioned a few episodes ago, I went to a therapist like five years ago who I was talking to about a lot of career worries that I had. And she said it's so interesting that people your age are coming in worried about their careers where 20, 30 years ago, everyone was worried about romance. It was always to do with relationships, and now it seems to always have to do with money and career and finances. I think that's a very generational thing, and I think a lot of the guilt comes from feeling like we should want to just keep climbing this corporate ladder and finding a job that pays more and more. And where you have a job where that's not really the end goal, you feel weird about it, you know? Like, not that I don't want to make more money, because I understand that making more money can allow you to take care of other people in your life, move into a bigger place. Like, not everybody wants to make a lot of money to, you know, just like buy lavish things. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but like that's not my desire for making more money. My desire for making more money would be to be able to travel and visit my family more and to be able to move into a bigger place. But I also don't think I should feel guilty for not just being tunnel vision on the money, you know? Like for me, at the place I'm in my career right now, I'm focused on building community and less so on doing all of the things that are gonna make me the most money possible. And yeah, sometimes that makes me feel guilty. Sometimes I say no to partnerships because of moral reasons and then I feel guilty about that. And I'm like, well, maybe I should have said yes to that because should I just be thinking about the money? And just, 
all of these things, guilt shows up in so many different ways throughout our lives and sometimes it's just a little bit of baby guilt and sometimes it's that big existential guilt that is just always looming. But I didn't, I wanted to talk about the gifts of guilt, okay? Because I've definitely talked about a lot of the negative parts of guilt and how it's tied to laziness and productivity and yada yada yada. But I do think there is a gift to guilt because I think sometimes we feel guilt as a way to let us know we need to change directions or we need to behave differently. Who's ever accidentally hurt someone's feelings before? I have, of course, of course, we all have. I had a situation back in college where I made an offhand comment to a friend. I don't even remember what it was, but then I remember she told me later, like that really hurt my feelings when you said that. And immediately the feeling of guilt invaded my body. But that feeling was to let me know oh wow, I was in the wrong for doing that. That feeling allowed me to then apologize and say, I'm so sorry. And that feeling that I felt made me think twice next time I made a comment like that. You know, that feeling of guilt allowed me to learn a lesson going forward. So often the gifts of these different emotions we feel are to teach us a lesson. And hey, sometimes guilt pops up when you don't actually need to apologize, when you're just overanalyzing what you said and projecting things onto other people. So that can be the tricky part of it. I'm such an overthinker and I'll overthink what I said to someone and then I'll think, oh, I should just apologize just in case. Because I feel guilty, I wanna apologize just in case so I can get rid of some of this guilt because this guilt is such a heavy feeling and I don't wanna deal with it. But then you also run the risk of being a chronic apologizer, which I am. I say sorry so many times in a day. I'm trying to be better about it. But I also believe that we all have really good intuition. And if you sit down and really think about it, you can kind of tell the difference between like, oh, am I worrying too much about this versus like, oh no, I've really done something wrong and I should feel guilty and I need to apologize. If somebody's come to you and told you that you hurt their feelings, I feel like that's absolutely worthy of an apology and worthy of feeling guilty because you can't dictate how people feel. Sometimes it's projection. Sometimes people take things the wrong way. I personally, still think it's worth apologizing and saying, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, that was not my intention, but I'm going to keep this situation in mind going forward and I won't say that again, versus, you know, a situation where you said something and you're overanalyzing and overthinking in your head, but nobody ever says anything to you. Sometimes I'll get so worried like that something is, I've said something to upset my boyfriend because he's acting a certain way. And then when I finally ask him like, hey, did I do something? I'm feeling really guilty. He'll say, oh my gosh, no, I'm thinking about a work thing that's stressing me out. That has nothing to do with you. So, you know, sometimes I, I if they don't say anything, you do just have to kind of assume nothing's wrong. Oh, that's so hard for me. It is so freaking hard for me to just assume nothing's wrong if they don't say anything because I always assume something is wrong. I think that's what we have to do. I've had so many different therapists, so many mental health professionals say that to me over the years that like it is other people's responsibility to tell you when you've hurt their feelings. Like you don't need to read their minds. You don't need to be assuming that you've hurt them and apologize preemptively. Like let them tell you and then apologize because you might just be projecting and nothing might be wrong and then you're in here apologizing and they're like what? I didn't even think about that thing that you said. Let's all marinate on this for next week, you know, for next week. I say like, there's gonna be a quiz or something. No quizzes, there's no quizzes. But if you wanna marinate on your own feelings of guilt and when you think they come up and what the gifts 
of the gifts and lessons of guilt might be because I would love to hear about them. If you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment. You can come over to Instagram. It's not the end of the episode yet. Don't worry. I still need to share my mental health song of the week, but I did just want to say like, if you want to interact with me, come leave a YouTube comment. Send me an Instagram DM. I would love to chat with you guys. My hard feelings homies. Should I call you that? I don't know. Well, workshop it. Anyways, let's talk about my mental health song of the week. Right now I'm on a big Noah Khan kick. I've been listening to his album Stick Season and I am in love. It is the ultimate autumnal mentally ill album in, my, in the opinion of this mentally ill gal. Nothing but absolute bangers. Oh, Bert just came to join me. Hi. Look at the little cherub man. He's so sweet. You gotta come over to the video now. You gotta see Bertram. Oh, he's purring. Anyway, this week's mental health song of the week is Growing Sideways by Noah Khan. I absolutely love this song. I'm gonna single out some of my favorite lyrics for you. One of the lyrics he says, I divvied up my anger into 30 separate parts, kept the bad shit in my liver and the rest around my heart. I'm still angry at my parents for what their parents did to them, but it's a start. The idea of divvying up your anger is just so relatable. You know, I've talked on past episodes about how anger is a really difficult emotion to deal with, and I think we all compartmentalize it right? I, I always say we all. I love to include you guys in stuff that I am projecting. Anyways, I compartmentalize my anger for sure because it's not fun to deal with, so it's much easier chop it up into parts and just throw it in your brain. <laughs> so I loved that lyric. I also love the lyric, but I ignore things and I move sideways till I forget what I felt in the first place. You know, the song is called Growing Sideways. It's a play on growing up, you know, and I've said in past episodes before too, my episode on aging, I said how I don't ever really feel grown up, but I do feel like I've grown sideways for sure. So I love that. I love calling it that. The other lyric I really like is why is pain so damn impatient? Ain't like it's got a place to be, keeps rushing me. Me, but I ignore things and I move sideways. I love that lyric too. It does feel like pain is rushing us sometimes, even though it takes a long time to work through pain. We rush ourselves, feels like it's rushing us. Maybe we're the ones who are rushing it. I can't do this song justice just by reading out the lyrics to you. You really have to listen to it. You can feel the emotion in his voice. I've really loved everything I've heard by Noah Khan so far. I also love, the reason I got into him was because he had Casey Musgraves on, a, I, I, not a remixed version, as like a feature on a song that he already came out with. She calls me back and I freaking love Casey Musgraves. I saw her in concert a couple years ago. I think she's so lovely and so talented and I think she sounded great on that song and that is the reason I started listening to Noah Khan. I had like heard his hits here and there but like that song made me really get into listening to the whole album and I am a big fan but I thank you so much for listening. Um, my mental health tip of the week is to listen to Stick Season by Noah Khan because honestly, if you're from New England like I am, it's in the United States, region of the United States for those of you who aren't from the US. If you're from New England like I am, you will love Noah Khan. He is from Vermont. He makes New England core music, in my opinion, and I love it. Makes me emotional, but I absolutely love it. And I thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Hard Feelings Podcast. Subscribe if you're on YouTube, follow if you're on Spotify or anywhere else, rate and review, do all the things. You know the things to do. The things are all in the description box or the show notes. If you are on YouTube and you like my makeup, I'll put all the details down below for you. And if you have FOMO because you're not watching on YouTube, come over to YouTube, hit the subscribe button over there, and then go over to my Instagram and hit the follow button. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next Friday with a new episode. Bye, take care of yourself.